Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 58 of Casting the Net. Today is a continuation from last week's episode where they go into some detail about the mass. And there's a bunch of great quotes in this episode, but one of my favorites is from Rick, where he says, don't think of the sacrament as a magical charm. Whatever happens through the sacrament is a personal process. I think that's a pretty cool quote. And something else that was said a little bit more towards the end of the episode, and they say it a little quietly, but I think it's interesting. They say, the mass is a nickname for our encounter with God. I think it's kind of profound. I kind of like that. Uh, Again, it wasn't like a highlight of the episode per se, but uh, I just think that's something pretty cool to think about. So hope you enjoy episode 58, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. All right, we're on. Are we? <laughs> Is this what they call an outtake? <laughs> so, or an a intake? B, a B-side. An outtake, a B-side. <laughs> we, do we have listeners who remember the 45s with the B? You don't, you don't even remember well, those. It, it wasn't... I do. You don't. They used to call, even though even though we didn't have 45s, they, they would call like secondary... You know, hidden gem kind of songs, B-sides. Well, they were never hidden but, gems. They were the B-sides. Well, in the 90s, with, they were hidden gems. <laughs> or, or, or we thought they were hidden gems because they were so inaccessible. The you know? jukebox. Are we really on? Had the f- Friends, I'm Father Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rick. <laughs> <laughs> and we are so delighted that you are with us as we're continuing a conversation that we hope is infused with the beauty and the goodness and the truth of our Catholic faith that helps to elevate us in in daily living and helps us to recognize the presence and the power of God. And I have to say, Rick, you know, our last last episode when we were last together, um, I just felt the the heaviness, um, heaviness of responsibility of fatherhood. Mm. That's how I felt it as Mm -hmm. you were sharing the, the experience you had in New York City with your two oldest children, who are still young children, yes, and being in the um, being in the midst of uh, um, very um, flamboyant and 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 uh, animated um, promotion of certain yeah. ways of living, I, ideals that I don't I don't share. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just I'm... kind of not being able to maybe step away from that. It isn't right. like you you went to a part of the city where. Um, you shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. but rather I couldn't it was, it was go right anywhere. There in Midtown, it was actually. kind of everywhere, right? Yeah. And you know, I was thinking more about the idea of not the idea, the reality of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And you know, you were just sharing um, the connection, the centrality of that with Eucharist, and and it gave me the chance to to reflect this week a little bit more in our own church. Um, I think intentions have been. Noble at times, though the results have been unfortunate, where there's sort of this um, sacrifice at one end of the continuum and meal at one end of the continuum. Oh, yeah. That, that's, where it, that's where it took me. And mm. my coming of age in the seminary was, um, I would say, the eclipse of sacrifice, heavy on meal. 
Yeah. In terms of like a meal that we share, a meal is that what we share, and is. there's room for it's everybody. About togetherness and right, and yeah. that's a half truth. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, theologically, <clears throat> sacrifices were carried out within the context of a meal, a sacred yes. meal. So, I mean, it's 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 a, it's it's partially true, but not completely. If you yes. if you eclipse the sacrificial aspect of um, the sacrament, then you're you're shortchanging it. Well, the miraculous aspect of the sacrament is the sacrifice into which God permits us mm-hmm. to be. That's right. Heaven and earth collide on the altar and cascade throughout the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm used, trying to use language here that I know is is insufficient, insufficient. to describe yeah. Yeah. the miracle, but that's precisely what happens. That's where we are. And mm-hmm. it seems that we have two challenges today, at least as I view it. First is an overemphasis at the exclusion of completeness with sacrifice on meal. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing more than some sort of uh, dining yeah. experience. And the the second, I would say, that's a real danger in the whole holy sacrifice of the Mass is it comes from a different point of view, which I don't think is, well, I don't know where the origins are, but this incessant need to be entertained. Oh, yeah. And so we come to church not as disciples, we come to church as consumer. Mm -hmm. And so I say, I should get something out of it. I didn't get anything out of it, therefore I'm not going to come back to it. Right. right? I wasn't entertained. A consumer has some sort of value that he or she insists upon, mm-hmm. or they're not going to buy the product. Yeah. Wow, we're getting into heaviness again, but, but these are tensions that I feel today. Yeah. And, I mean, we have talked about and are continuing to talk about the sacrificial aspect of of the sacrament and its significance. What, what do you think? So are, are you saying that that's what you think was driving the impulse toward viewing it as a meal or what? what well, what, I mean, biblically speaking, Jesus dines, right? Jesus dines frequently. But, yeah. Great things happen at meals. There's a miraculous feeding of 5,000, which is in okay. six different accounts of that one miracle in the four gospels. Right. So meal is significant for Jesus's, words and actions, that is not something that is unholy. No, certainly not. I think of some of the more important moments in my own family, the domestic church, uh, growing up as well as in, in more recent times, in meals are really important times. For us, Thanksgiving is has been one of those times until more recently. Mm-hmm. Where it's sacred, it's it's reconnecting, it's love that's exchanged, it's mm-hmm. it's burden that's shared, yeah. you know, joys that are celebrated, sorrows that are comforted, yeah. right? So, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to say that this is an unholy or ungodly no. experience. No, I, I didn't think so at all. I, I guess I was I was trying to get at um, what you think is behind. Mm, the, the, uh, emphasis, the emphasis over, among certain, over emphasis yeah well i think it's i think it's theological anemia yeah right the iron's missing yeah <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. which is the sacrifice that cross was real that mm. blood is real this isn't metaphor yeah that uh, the 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 blows uh, the scourging yeah. and of the nails are real 
mm-hmm. and they're meant they're they're taken for us. That's right. And for our salvation. Time and again I come back to that expression from the creed. Mm-hmm. That is why Jesus lived and suffered and died and rose. Yeah. Salvific effect. Yeah. So you think the um the overemphasis on meal comes from some of the things we talked about last time, just a general tendency among us moderns to kind of gloss over and minimize those things that make us uncomfortable, don't make a lot of sense to us in, in our time and era. And yeah. Where, I, whereas like togetherness at a meal is something we all can can grasp. Like yeah. we all get that. Yeah. So let's make that the main focus of the sacrament. Well, if we of... were really together at the meal, I mean, when we're together, I'm going to go back to my family experience, right? Mm-hmm. There is deep affection that we have. Yeah. Great interest and concern in other. Yep. I want to hear how what what's happening and what's going on and share in that in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the that meal aspect in terms of what the early church, the the, the Greek word again is koinonia, koinonia this. Yeah deeply held um, common commitment, this deeply held commitment for common mission, mm-hmm. right? We're in this together. No matter how hard it's going to be, yeah. we're in it together. No matter how joyful it is, we're also celebrating that together. Your your joy is my joy and your pain is my pain and we're going to accompany. Now, that's that's the understanding of the meal, yeah. right? And as I'm saying this, how often is that our experience at Mass? Yeah, fair enough. Right? Fair enough, yeah. Right? So I, I think that the tragedy for some today is the mass and the miracle that it is is reduced to yeah. a moment like, okay, this when is, a commodity is received yeah. called the Eucharist. You're promising this festive communion. I'm showing up to a mass that's kind of, you know, <laughs> Drab. the, the presider is going through the motions. Where is this great thing you promised? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I have people that are adjacent to me who don't even acknowledge me non-verbally. Right. Right. right? And they're making very clear, don't, <laughs> don't they're look pretending at me. I'm not here. <laughs> they're pretending I'm not here and like I feel invisible. Yeah. And that's an awful feeling. Yeah. Right? When I'm going to participate in this, and let's call it what it is, sacred meal, yeah. right? And the sacred is we're, we're, we're actually, you know, God invites us into the miracle that he permits to happen. Yeah. And that just, it underscores the need to purge any sort of magical thinking about the sacrament. Absolutely. Like, like if we receive this, we will automatically be turned into whatever. You know, yeah. Or the whatever. rest I mean, of my day is going to be good. Yeah. I've got my insurance paid in full because yeah. I received the Eucharist. That is offensive to yeah. God. And sadly, there's vestiges of that that remain. Well, there are, and it's you know it's just, it's it's human natural human superstition, right? Yeah. I mean, I recall reading an interview with um, I mean he was then Cardinal Ratzinger, uh, eventually Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, who um, who made that very point. We need we need to don't think about the sacrament as a magical, you know, charm. Yeah, it's what whatever happens through the sacrament is a personal process. Yeah, you know that you. You have the potential to become what you eat, yeah. But it takes an abandonment on your part when you receive it for that to happen, right? You know, and really, um, you know, tying into what we discussed last time, the idea of sacrifice and the idea of communal meal are two sides of the same coin. Yes, like you're not going to get one. You're not going to get community without 
the sacrifice of Christ who yes. who supplies what we lack. Yes. You know, I mean the the Christ, Christ as he exists right now, like as he lives right now, lives in the presence of the Father as the lamb who was slain for yes. us. I mean, that's, yes, as we that's, hear proclaimed yeah, in Revelation. I mean, yeah, Revelation and that's that's what John that's the significance of what John's talking about is that he is he is still the victim. He's not, yes. not suffering anymore, but he's the yes. victim in that he's giving himself yes. for us um in intercession which which heals you know any alienation that we affect through our own failings. Yes. You know. So I mean that's the only way real communion is going to happen. Real community is going to happen. Yes. Which gets back to, you know, my observations in New from from New York, right? I right. mean real communion, real community, real, you know, shared love, koinonia, togetherness comes through Losing yourself in love. Yes, that's which, it. Which you know we we gain through Christ. Let me share an image from the mass. I, I think I just thought of this right now. And there's a moment at the altar when the gifts are presented at the mass. The bread and the wine are brought up, mm-hmm. and the altar is prepared for the sacrifice. Mm. If a deacon is present, the deacon does this. If the deacon is not present, the priest or the bishop does this. And there'll be a moment when the chalice is uh, is taken and the smallest amount of water is added to the wine. It's it's an action that perhaps some have never even noticed yeah. because it's so seemingly insignificant for the yep. totality of the movement of the Mass. And yet there's a moment when the water and the wine staring into the chalice are distinguishable you can you can mm. you can see that in an wow. initial moment and then in no time at all the water is i don't know what the right word is assimilated diffused yeah. but it becomes completely indistinguishable from the wine yeah. that i wouldn't even know huh. In my naked eye, that water had been added because I can. There's no longer any indication of two substances, just one, right? When you talk about losing yourself in love, Rick, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That that I completely permit myself to be inebriated, hmm. uh, diffused, assimilated into the love of God. Yeah. I permit you, Lord, to do with me as you will. Make me as your own. Let your word be done in me as you have spoken it and speak it to me. That's a whole different way of encountering Christ at Mass. It's a whole different way of Eucharist, isn't it? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, wine, which is like traditionally in the ancient world, is representative of divinity, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the divinity of, of, uh, of, you know, wine that was involved in, you know, rites directed towards, you know, various divinities, but. Um, it's also representative of this, of the paradox of multiplicity and unity. Yeah, because the many grapes are pressed to become one, one thing, one yeah. substance, which right. is the wine. But it's out of many. Yeah, right. So there's a tension is the word I use a lot, but tension's not a. I don't use this in a negative way at all. No, I use it in a descriptive way. That there's. There's there's tension or paradox. Yeah, paradox in this. Would, would be maybe yeah. paradox is yeah. a more philosophical word. Yeah, tension but. makes sense. Uh, John makes John sense. uses different in his gospel. Mm-hmm. He calls it light and darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's this there's this interplay between light and darkness, and darkness and light, and day and night. Yeah, that's reality in which we live. Mm-hmm. 
and the many become one because of the one who himself has lived and loved and died and rose for us, that the many of us can become that one. And the Eucharist itself, the Holy Eucharist, which we believe is not symbol, it is real, holy, totally, and completely the body and blood of Christ. And it has the effect of unifying, right? We don't go forth as automatons, (laughs) Mm-hmm. To, to to be about whatever we want, but in the there's a connectedness that we share, and not because of mere experience. There is a supernatural power that happens in the reception of Eucharist that connects and unifies and brings together. Yeah, yeah. That's for me. That's one of the more beautiful things about. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful things about the Catholic faith that are that are attractive and appealing. But um, to contrast what we what we've been discussing the last few episodes about, you know, Catholic doctrine of the Eucharist, Catholic teaching on the Eucharist, with um, how other Christian communities understand communion or the Lord's Supper. Um, I, I don't know, this this beautiful structure of you know how we connect what we're doing now with what Christ did 2,000 years ago, mm. um, it's astounding. Yeah. You know? and, and I mean, it, it, it underscores a lot of really important differences between us and our separated brothers and sisters in Christ. Sure, oh, sure it does. I mean— for most Protestants, you know, Christ died two thousand years ago, and and that that covers you, even yeah. though you're you're still you still sin all the time. Yeah, you're, you're good. I mean, just by yeah. almost by like judicial fiat, you're yeah. you're fine. You're you're saved. Yeah. Um, I think the Catholic Church is a lot more realistic about where we are. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sinner. I need to be regenerated all the time. Yeah. Because. I, I can look at my life and see that that's the case. <laughs> like any any fool can look at my life and see that that's the case. I need to be transformed now continuously. Yeah. And that's the power of the Eucharist and the other sacraments too, and just grace in general, but especially the Eucharist. Yeah. The moment that I graduate from needing the power of Christ that is given to me through the sacraments— and in a particular way with regularity in the Holy Eucharist. The moment the moment I graduate from that, congratulations, I've made it to heaven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're or, home finally. Or yeah. if I'm not home, I am in great, mm. great danger yeah. in, in believing falsely and arrogantly that I am capable I'm of, okay. of uh, yeah. I'm okay and I can achieve my salvation. Right. Right. I do think there are some influences from some Protestant churches today. I mean, I I, I experience these influences more from um, hearing what people say, reading about the experiences, than actually maybe going to some of these worship experiences. Mm-hmm. But the um, the setting, although I've been in I've been in some physical spaces that 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 liken a stage or liken an amphitheater hmm. um, entirely um, devoid of anything sacrificial in, in, in symbol or in movement. And I lament that influencing some Catholics into wanting seemingly wanting to get something out of worship. Yeah. I am not quite ready to say be entertained, though it presses towards that. 
Yeah. And if I don't get something out of this that I want, I'm going to choose something else. Yeah. Well, let's connect that with the domestic church, right? Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm glad my parents didn't act like that with their children, mm. especially the oldest who's sitting in front of you and just decide, that's it, I've had enough of you, I'm walking out. Yep. Right? Yep. Sacrifice is sacrificial love is Christic love. Mm. It's the deepest love. It's the most complete love. It's the transformative love. It's the kind of love that when we receive it uh, from parent or from beloved who's imitating Christ, it changes us and we know we're loved there's no doubt about it trinkets don't work the decibel level of music doesn't work uh the lights uh, being displayed in certain (laughs) ways that kind of prey upon human emotion and increased drama lessen drama and you know likens a movie theater right where i'm supposed to just be gripped by the uh By the presentation that's before me. No, that's not sacrificial love. That's no. that's entertainment. And that's um that's a consumer experience. Well it's it's um Yeah, I mean it's it's not sacrificial love. It's it's uh it's it's a it's a morally problematic kind of love. Like it's it's a false love of self, which is looking for what's gonna, you know, make me feel okay. Yeah. Versus um you know the more authentic forms of love that we outlined last right. time, right? I mean, and I think it, I think it, it has everything to do with the sorts of things I saw in New York City. Yeah, I mean, a concern with my identity, yeah, and, and holding on to that and yeah. discovering it and protecting it, rather than giving myself away to gain uh, a, a true identity, a more robust and, and profound identity. Right. You know, I mean, and, and it's, it's. It's in the culture. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, my, right. I just had this discussion with, with Maggie, my, my second oldest daughter, mm. on, on Sunday. You know, she talked about how she didn't like to go to Mass because um, we don't do anything. She, she's looking mm. to be entertained. Yeah. You know, she, she's looking to be fed um, in, a, in a superficial, materialistic, sugar-high kind of way. Yeah. Just like, you know, she is from... You know, the culture. Well, it's the world in which we live, and all I have to do is click a button and get something brand new, even though I got something brand new Mm -hmm. yesterday. It's now 2.0 today, and I can do the same thing. (laughs) And there's this this impulse that I feel, and it becomes so readily accessible. So, yeah, my comments are, my goodness, the culture in which we live is is so – it's so – incessant in its um, seeking to seduce me into being comforted and seeking to seduce me to have pleasure and what I want, when I want it, with whom I want it. And sacrifice... Oh my! You know we have to have one click now. We can't even we we can't even have three clicks. That's too painful. So now it's one click. Just what a parent needs. Yep. Well, and that's the saddest thing thing of all is that those remarks came from my seven year old daughter. Yeah. But they could have just as easily come from a twenty year old or a thirty year old. Sure. Like you would expect that from a seven year old, and then you can have the conversations yeah. and and you know change your help help her to change her mind about it. Yeah. But, and the mass maybe final comment here as we as we move off of this episode into the next one. And that is that the mass itself, which is encounter with mass is a nickname. It's a nickname that we use for our encountering God, our encounter with God and the Holy sacraments, and especially the Holy Eucharist. It, 
disciplines us. Mm. It dis- he disciplines us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the Father through the Son and the Spirit discipline us and help us to come to understand that value is not to be found in what I obtain, but rather in who is given to us, which who is no less than Christ the Lord. He's Rick. I'm Father Dave. Friends, this has been a little longer than we usually go. Um, we've we've these have been um, deeply meaningful for me, Rick. And friends, I hope they have been for you. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.